And we are live. Welcome back to On the King's Dime. It is Monday night, Easter Monday, the 5th of April. We're here to discuss uh, a double game week, last week's game week, uh, Perth in Perth, a couple of rapid-fire games against Perth, and then the Brisbane game, which was a much more more uh, low-key, unassuming affair where we just dispatched Brisbane in a, a you know a run-of-the-mill type of game. We'll discuss those bo- both those games rather. Uh, as always, you can find us on Facebook. We're live at the moment on Facebook, and we will be putting these up on YouTube. And we're also in audio form. You can listen to us on the Apple Podcast platform, on Google Podcasts, and this goes out onto Spotify because it is on the Anchor platform. So that's pretty sweet. If you want to listen to us on Spotify, then do that. Uh, we do have a video coming out. Uh, we have recorded it. Uh, it's like going to be one of those ones where we record it first and we're going to talk about the game. Uh, just just kind of talking about, spoiler alert, talking about this uh, these two Perth games. Uh, so that'll drop this week. I'm going to edit it probably tomorrow and drop it maybe Thursday or Friday. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, and then we'll talk about, yeah, three to ones and all that sort of stuff, MVP and the, the uh, tips and the preview of this week's games. Uh, but first things first, this Perth game in Perth. After what was a wretched, wretched display at home, you know, yeah. they, we, they definitely bounced back. There, there was a bounce back. There was fight. There was spirit. Um, and yeah, that that game was, you know, going back and talking about the video that we just um, we've we've kind of done. It was eye opening, man. Because mm. in the in the in the live feed, you're kind of like, well, is this is this right? Is this wrong? Um, but yeah, this is this is definitely an eye opening experience. So on the game, I thought we played like it was a, it was a reaction. I, I remember saying, you know, we, I wanted to see a reaction from this team. Like we could lose it, we could lose it badly, as long as we see something out of this team. And I think we saw, you know, probably one of our better performances this season. Even though it was a loss, I thought we played at a level where it was an ex- an acceptable game to get upset about. Because I've sort of mentioned a few times this this season, like games like this are hard to take as losses and the the other games where you know you just lose a run of the mill game against kind of the breakers maybe or someone like that you kind of just like oh i guess this seems not that great but then yeah. in the heat of in the heat of the moment against a perth or a united i get drawn into these games and i'm just like oh, i just really want to win this game and then you know to come out come away with a loss after such a yeah. you know such a hardy performance kind of hurts man you're just like oh man bad, i hate that bad, bad calls down the stretch mm. just Carry that thought. My dog wants to go out very quickly. Oh, yeah, sure. I'll uh, take it Take it one man. Um, so it was a, a 95-89 loss um, in a game that I think we were down two at halftime, you know, two two quarters. The first quarter we came out playing quite good defense. Uh, but then, yeah, down the, down the stretch of the uh, second half, we'll definitely talk about those calls near the end. You know, a couple of a couple of dodgy ones. We did have a look at some of the footage and that, so we've got them fresh in the brain. Um, but in terms of performances, Casper Ware, twenty-seven points on the night. I think looking at that uh, in terms of against Cotton, you know, we haven't seen Casper have games. I'm just sort of saying we haven't seen Casper have games against Cotton where you're just like, wow, like Casper won this matchup. Like we've seen games where you're just like, both of them are great. And we've definitely seen games where it's just like, oh man, Cotton's just really got something over Casper at the moment. But I thought this was a game where he kind of vanquished that demon a little bit. He played well, mm. played really well. And um, he played well defensively. And there's, there's some calls and we can probably talk about this. That, yeah, um, yeah. Some bad foul calls on him early and then later in the game, which probably even diminished his ability to defend further. Mm. Um, 
but also some some bad switches down low. He should be he should not be yeah. defending the post um, in in this series against some some better bigs. But yeah, man, it's um we don't want to say there was yeah there was some serious home cooking by a local ref. Let's just mm. put it that way. Adam Ford's well, yeah. Let, uh, let's talk about that forty rant because that that got a lot of traction. A I, I think it, I don't I don't believe it was rant. I believe yeah, okay. it was the most precise, calculated. Uh, without whinging, it didn't seem like oh, but this is it's like mm-hmm. well, this is the facts. This is what happened. Does it determine the? Did we? Did, did we? Where are we going to win anyway? I don't know, but mm. it doesn't help. Yeah. Um, but these are the facts. Perth gets an extra four point seven fouls per game against every team at home for the last three years. That was pretty full on to hear that. I was like, wow. That was, that was just like what? The Synergy heck? probably popped that one up. <laughs> yeah, and you know, just the fact that you know. Over the last couple of games, you know, Geordie just gets refed off the floor continuously. Tommy yeah. V gets screen fouls against him that are, are the legal screens, and then you watch some of what Mooney screens are and Mitch Norton screens that are just completely illegal, and they mm. just don't get called. Yeah, Wagstaff's um, a bit of a uh, culprit as well for some of those. Yeah, so no, I think it was the most. Look, what was most eye opening is the fact that the league knows mm. and just says. We ref based off reputation. Perth don't do that, so we're going to ref them differently. And if that's actually the case, man, that's that's a disgraceful outcome in Australian sport. <laughs> so, so that was kind of what he was alluding to, though, right? In in some of the stuff that he was saying, because it was a long, it was a fifteen minute kind of tirade. I had to watch it a few times to kind of get just where he was going with it. I think one of the sentiments I took away from it was, you know, it, it's not about individual moments it's not about that call cost us a game this call cost us a game this did this this did that it's more about like it has a, an overall effect on what's happening in this game and you mentioned it casper you know gets two early fouls a couple of dodgy ones and then gets another foul as a dodgy one and then down the stretch of that game you know maybe he plays defense a little differently or maybe you know they scheme a little bit differently and the team schemes a little bit differently they're more hesitant and i thought he, he articulated that quite well you know, it was a little bit like it was a little bit convoluted and all over the place, but he kind of articulated the fact that it's not just about calls. Like it's about how this messes with rotations. You know, you as a team start to go, oh, well, they're calling us, so I'll, I'll lighten it up a little bit. And that allows another team to, you know, get going and that sort of thing. Um, and the defense we played, man, in that game was really like strong on ball, a lot of high blitzing of Cotton. And I thought he play, he had one of his worst games I've seen him play against us. And in a while, like in the last, like, yeah, yeah, a couple of shockers sort of to start, not shockers, but a couple of games we went, oh, okay, started this season. But in the last two seasons, man, I haven't seen him, in terms of a scheme on defense, be defended that well. Yeah. And yeah. it was it was everyone. It was um, DJ. It was, you know, Mola pitching in on those high blitzes. It was, you know, Jarrell, if he was going down low, he was trailing him really well. And then Casper's strong on ball, I think, Casper's kind of got the body. If he can keep his speed up, because I'd made that com- comment that, you know, Cotton's got the crippling combination of speed. And once you get on his shoulder, he'll get a foul, like, you know, nine times out of 10. And that that's kind of important if you're trying to scheme as a team. But at the same time, it's one of the demons that Casper needs to vanquish because I think he still has the speed to play on-ball defense on him. But he also has the, the power that, that Cotton doesn't have. So if you can kind of mix and match those two together, I think we, you know, if we come just, up against them later in the season. the way, like if he was to play against Sobi and he overwhelmed Sobi physically, he would not be called for half the fouls that he's called for against Cotton. Hmm. 
Cotton literally is wrapped in cotton wool, man. You cannot touch the dude. He is a very intelligent player and he plays to 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 his his strengths, but mm. his strengths are very much dominated by poor screens. And we and the video that comes out shows you that is the amount of room he gets on moving screens mm. is absurd. And so he he's allowed to get well open, but you know, you look at DJ and some of the hooking that they do around screens that very rarely gets called. Um, it may get called once or twice. Um, but you know, you set a screen or Geordie gets called for a, a screen where he's clearly planted. He's mm. clearly planted. Um and and it, you know, cotton flails and then oh no, it's 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 a call or Yeah, he flailed. Want, Give it. He flailed, you know. Whistle, he, he flailed. He, he moved mm. and that's that's illegal. Yeah. You can't move Bryce Cotton. Mm. Um, I don't want to sound like a you know a kind of a sour kind of. Uh, look, I but- think like to take it back out of context a little bit. Like I think as fans, we can get like that. We get very just like this is just great. I can't like I can't believe this. I think we can, but as a coach, back to that rant or the like back to his press conference. I thought he did quite well just articulating everything and just going, you know, there, there's a like strong sentiment of the way it changes games. And I think that's an important way to deliver that message to the referees, you know, gets sanctioned and everyone's just like, yeah, whatever, no one cares, bro. Like gets a fine and then you know, like suspended sentence, like who, who cares about that? Um, but also the fact that like that revelation where it was just like, we ref teams differently like on pedigree and stuff like that. I was like, whoa, yeah. man. Like I thought that was super important for him to actually come out and stake his own reputation on and say, like, if that's true, man, like that's like, whoa, that's a huge, like blow it all up, like blow the thing wide open, man. And let's have a look at what's yeah. happening here because well, let's, let's get, let's get different refs in next year. I mean, I don't see young refs or old refs or experienced refs. If you're refing a game based on, the 50-50 calls are always going to go one way because the reputation of that team is mm. that they don't do that. Or Geordie's going to get ref one way because his reputation is he's handsy. So if that player fouled, oh, he must have fouled. Mm. Okay, then if that's the case, well, why is it that when Adam Ford sends video through saying he's traveling or that's a moving screen and he keeps setting moving screens and you're not calling it, why do the refs don't go, okay, well, let's actually have a, look, a bit of a closer look at this game mm. or against Melbourne or against Brisbane or against, oh, yeah, he's actually doing that. Okay, let's change it up. It's just seems like the last three seasons, Perth just get refed very differently to the rest of the league. Um, but the, for the ref boss to come out and actually admit that is, that's the biggest revelation of, mm. of that night. It's not that. If, oh, if it's true. I mean, uh, it, well, look. I mean, to look at it from our angle, it's kind of like, why would he say it if it wasn't true? Hold on a minute. Why wouldn't why wouldn't the league come out and say what Adam Ford has said is unequivocally wrong? Yeah, that's they the other angle. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't come out and go, no, no, no. We never. Nobody ever said that. They didn't have that conversation. They kind of just went, fine, cop that, shut up. Yeah, like, it, but to me, if if I'm the league, and you know, hardcore fans are going, well, how, how are we ever meant to win a five game series against Perth when Perth's going to be at home? Because they're going to get ref differently. What the fuck am I? Why am I watching this game for? Mm. Why am I investing my Saturdays or my you know hard-earned dollars to take my family to a game that the outcome is predetermined and we're watching WWE wrestling? (laughs) What did I say to an MMA gauntlet at one end and then parading guys to the line at the other? And sometimes it feels like that. I mean, we we've a lot more come out in our video. Like we, we went through sort of a lot of what was happening in the both of those games. 
Um, and it's it's important, I think, as as a league to understand that if that's true, then it, it kind of does need to be blown open. Like if it's, if it's 40 who's made these comments and said, yes, this needs to be blown wide open, then I commend him just just cosmically for doing that. I'm like, definitely, like if, they, if they've said that to you, man, that's a total, total rubbish, like that that's actually happening. And it's kind of massaging a team to the league if, you know, to the championship if that's what. And it kind of puts into perspective some of that stuff at the end of last season where they were just like, crown them and then sticking it down people's throats. They, they were crowned champions, so celebrate it. You know, and everyone's just being like, whoa, just calm down. Like it's been two days. Why are we crowning them two days after like one team was like, yeah, we got guys on our roster that need to go to their country. So, we, you know, do you want us to play with seven men or do you want us to, you know, send the guys that need to go home home, you know? <laughs> Stuff like can that. You, can you charter a flight and we don't get on a flight because literally the last flight to Perth had people that were infected? Like, <laughs> yeah, even that. Remember that? That was like, whoa, they're all on a plane with a confirmed case. Like, <laughs> oh. But any, anyway, like I, I totally applaud it. That was great, great, uh, great press conference. And I thought he did a really good job articulating that. And even, you know, what this season is in the context of how this season goes, I was kind of like, it galvanized my respect for him. I'm like, you know what, I like 40. I like him as a coach. You know, I think it'll it'll cloud a little bit of the judgment of just how good or bad, you know, spoiler, we're going to do the, the half-season review soon. So we'll definitely talk about it in a wider context. But I still was like, that's the dude I want in my foxhole, man. Like I thought it was a really good coaching moment yeah. from him. At the, at the beginning of the year, I wasn't sure because, you know, I'd, I'd seen a little bit last year under Will Weaver, obviously when 40 had taken over the game and it went very much a Casper-centric kind of down the line couple of the early games this year, very Casper-centric down the line. Mm. And, th- and then we saw, you know, newly taken the last shot one game and we thought, okay, this is a play dialed up differently. Okay, 40's not just going to be relying upon that. And we kind of latched him in the first couple of rounds like, yeah, why is Casper taking a three when we only need two? We need to get inside kind of mm. thing. And that that cost us a game and we've had some tight games that haven't agreed with the last final plays and, and some of the, you know, the stretch rotations coming down with DJ off the floor and things like that. But it seems like as the season's gone on, he's got more confidence in more plays, and it seems like it's a more well-rounded team um, than last year. Uh, and we're able to to get more out of more players. It seems like everyone's contributing to that team, not just the Bogut, Ware, and mm. um, you know Kevin Lish show, which really was last year. I mean, we didn't really see much of Jordy. Um, I miss Lish, but man, I wish he was still oh, out yeah, there. Man, that's so good. He's such a great on-ball defender. Mm. He's such a such a shame his ankle was just complete mush. Just, we saw just him on the sidelines. He looked about 21, just suiting up for university. Man. Could, just could we draft this guy? <laughs> Bring him in. So so let's let's quickly just talk about uh, the performances, the individual performances, as well as the team performances as a whole. Um, shout out to everyone in the comments. There's a few comments there. We're, we're not good at reading out comments because we don't usually get, get them. Uh, Justin Patrick says, 40s rant was phenomenal. Uh, valid, hopefully a bit of a wake-up call to the league. I agree. I definitely think the league yep. needs a bit of a wake-up call. And uh, Paulie Fox saying also Perth won the NBL Cup on the road. Kings need to forget about one game in Perth where calls went against us. Yeah, fair enough. I think also I think that as well. I think, you know, we need to kind of just go, that happened, 40 said his piece, let's move on, let's try and yeah, you know, uh, push well, on down the road as well. I agree with that, but that wasn't just on the road. You, 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 Watch our video. This is what I'm going to say, Paul, is watch the video. Yeah. It, it, it's ref differently in, in our arenas. It's ref differently in Melbourne's arena. It's ref differently in Adelaide's arena. And that's the big difference, right, is that, yes, they do get a lot of home calls, but, you, you know, they're ref differently outside of outside of their home home environment as well. Yes, they're a really good team, um, but they're a really good team because they really, they kind of 
get into the illegal just a little bit too much. And I think that's where the reputation calls of what 40 said mm. is, is, is really, I hope this is a wake up call for the ref boss saying, well, you know, Mooney's needs to stop moving on screens. He, they're traveling six and seven times a game. Mm. Um, don't, don't, don't. Keep the powder dry for the video. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's embarrassing how, how much they do this stuff mm. and it just doesn't get called. And then, you know, I, and you know, some, sometimes, it, you know, I, I won't spoil alert, but, you know, I call a spade a spade. Yeah. A lot of a lot of this, some of the Caspers is clearly flopping. Mm. Um, some of the Gerald Martins clearly not contact. So it's it goes both ways. But I think that. Um, and yeah, I, it was it was definitely like an honest assessment. I thought when we were kind of looking at the footage, um, yeah. you will see that though. So definitely keep your eyes out uh, for that in the next couple of days. Uh, let's quickly just talk about DJ. Um, six points in this game, three of thirteen. Bit of struggler, and since kind of I made that big bold, like crown him, he's the rookie of the year. He's kind of just cooled yeah. off a little bit, taking less shots. Shooters are going to have a slump, man. Mm. He's a shooter. He's, he's a young a man. He's, he doesn't get calls. He's he doesn't get calls at all. And even on the commentary, they just love being like, he's not taking shots, man. He's taking less shots. I think in the last three games in a row, they've mentioned it. Or I can't remember who the commentator is, but he's mentioned it. He's like, I've looked into the numbers. He was taking 13 shots. Now he's only taking seven. Yeah, and I remember um, as well. Let's say again. Jarrell Martin was out for, for four weeks. Yeah, that was another part of it too, yeah. You know, DJ's the guy that's going to step up into that role and say, mm. hey, I'm going to take six of Jarrell's Martin shot and Casper's going to take the other four and it's going to be high volume. And mm. you've got, um, got a great import who's, who's played 190-odd games in the M- uh, NBA, um, who's c- clearly, a, you know, in a league of his own as a power forward in this league. Um, you've got to use him. You've got to yeah. go to him. It's high, it's high percentage. And, um, you know, DJ at 40 or Jarrell at 50, what do you want to take? And I think... Like once he gets integrated, because I'm wondering if DJ was on ball and there was, you know, not a Sean Bruce and Casper Ware equation in there. Like obviously they are the equation because that's part of the team. But if he was kind of more on ball, I'm wondering if he would be a little bit better at scoring the ball with Jarrell. Seems that because he's off ball, he's kind of a little bit like looking for his spot, you know, coming coming around, screening action and stuff like that. It's not really his go-to game. And then when you got a ball-dominant guy like Casper. I kind of just, it's a little bit all over the place. And I still think even though like while Jarrell was out, he had a chance to just step into that role. Now he's got to step into a, like sideways into another role. I think that's the part he's kind of struggling with. Well, I think as well as that, you have to remember when Jarrell was out, Diddy was out as well. Diddy's really stepped up the last week or two. And he's very much on ball. He's taking that on ball. He's not someone that's going to kick it out to a three-point shooter. He's kind of he's a dump off kind of. All right, I'm going to get to the basket. I'm going to dump it off yeah. to to Jordy or to Jarrell. He's not going to look for DJ in the corner. He's not going to look for Tommy V in the corner, um, or he's going to get the bucket himself. And you know, Diddy's gone from what three or four possessions to kind of eight to ten possessions a quarter, um, and so that's going to take away from DJ's kind of scoring as well. Mm. But don't 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 get me wrong. Like, um, it's good to know that if you go down a man. There's a shooter and a scorer that to come back, but he'll be back, man. He he racks up points pretty quickly. Um, I do think they do have to send a few, set a few more pin downs for him. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of pin downs um, in the high pick and roll uh, at all, really. And I think it's the way that Perth defends as well. It's a little yeah. bit grabby, um, and uh, we definitely saw a little bit more of that against Brisbane, and that was where he kind of you know racked up a, a few more points, but. Yeah, Perth, Perth's a hard one because, and you'll see through the videos, is that yeah, they get a bit grabby around screens and and, mm. and and don't get called as much as probably we would or, or other teams would. And it's hard to 
for, for DJ to get open on the curl um, against teams that are able to do that, really. And it's, yeah, he's a young man and Perth's obviously a front runner in this league. So you've got to, you know, judge his performances at a higher level. You know, like he, he's, yeah. he's only a young man. It's his first season. So playing against the better teams, you kind of got to, got to just expect that, you know, he might not have a big night, et cetera, et cetera, like that. Uh, shout out to your man, Tommy V, seven minutes on the night, uh, one turnover, five fouls. <laughs> plus seven on the night, our highest plus minus. Tommy V. <laughs> Total all round package. Mate, some of the fouls that he get called for are just atrocious. Just like it's just like someone bounce off Tommy V. It's a flop foul. It is. It's yeah. just Anyway. And uh, yeah, Jarrell. So Jarrell, the the thing I wanted to note too is uh, Didi played thirty four minutes in this game. Jarrell played thirty five minutes, or thirty five, or pr- pretty much thirty six minutes, and then Cass played thirty seven minutes. That's a huge minutes haul. And then we'll talk about the Brisbane game, but I thought it was a a, a precursor to that kind of lackluster start to that Brisbane game we had in that first yeah. half. Casper um, Ware, he had 27 points, 12 of 20, uh, 10 of 12 inside and two of eight from three. You know, the three ball wasn't really dropping. Uh, four assists to go with that. I thought his best performance against Cotton that I've seen in the last two yeah. seasons, maybe even going back to when they won the title with Melbourne type of thing. Yeah. And, Especially you know, in Im- important, you know, like when, when you think about the context of that, you know, you can't just after six games where he hasn't got the wool over cotton, he finally gets the wool over cotton. He's just like, first try. Yeah, how awesome is he? You kind of go, okay, that's one. Let's build on this. You know, there's something here to work with. We've got a couple of games coming up against Perth. Let's see him extend on that, et cetera, et cetera. So hopefully, you know, he can play a game, you know, this similar, sorry, the next few games similar to this level and, you know, continue on that streak. Because if you peaks in a final scenario, we're going to have to play against Perth to go through them to get any, any kind of uh, trophy or any championship or anything like that. Jarrell Martin, 25 points on the night, 9 of 19, 7 of 25, playing through a lot of contact, 11 boards, three turnovers, uh, a block as well. Um, top quality night. Uh, it's so good to watch, man. I love like old school inside big man play. He's, yeah, he's very much that kind of modern NBA power forward mid-range. Mm. You know, not a great rim protector, definitely a power forward over a center, but... Um... Yeah, man, he's good to watch. He's mm. definitely quality. He's, he's, this is his first contract outside the NBA, as they all tell me every every single bloody telecast. Oh, this is Jarrell's <laughs> first contract outside the NBA. Uh, you know, he played in limited minutes in Memphis. Let's be real here. He's, you know, yeah, he was, up. you know, eight, eight gonna, off the bench, I think he was, was he? Yeah, but he's going to be a top quality player anywhere else in the world. Mm. Anywhere on the, he goes to Europe, he goes to Russia, he comes here, he's going to be a top five player mm. um, anywhere else in the world because, you know, uh, unfortunately in the NBA, power forwards are a dime a dozen. It's really a guard-dominated shooters league at the moment. Mm, mm. Um, and so, you know, that kind of style of play doesn't really suit the NBA, but, man, it suits our league to an absolute T. And, um, yeah, and that's an important point. Like, it's a shooters league and it's a scorers league too. And he's a unique scorer. Like, we we've said this in the past that, He's not just a, you know what, I'm a mid-range, I work in the mid-range, I shoot threes. Like he's an inside guy and it gives us another dimension. And I think part of the way this team functions is they have to kind of work out the ins and outs yeah. of having a guy that's an inside scorer like that. Uh, shout out Craig Moore. You should I, should I announce? No, 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 not yet. Okay. Keep, keep that under wraps. Uh, Craig Moller, yeah, so everyone out there, you know, another spoiler's coming later on. Uh, Craig Moller, shout out to him too. He had 12 points, 18 minutes, five or seven from the field. 
a um, couple of fouls inside too, and and one he got uh, five rebounds as well. He's been playing a lot better in the next in the uh, in the last few games. He's definitely raised his ceiling, um, and it's important for him down the stretch of this season to kind of go from having no nobody to glue together with all the injuries to now it's like oh we're starting to get guys back starting to get a bit of a rotation going where he can you know come off the bench and give us hustle his, and his three balls dropping if his mm. three ball drops at 35% which it's high now it's just on low volume um spoiler alert Brisbane game obviously everyone's watched it but mm. um he's going to be a menace man because he gets sagged off so much they leave him so much space cuz like yeah Craig take the shot take the shot if they're going to have to start, you know, really respecting that shot, then that's going to leave a lot of space on the inside for guys like Jordy, for guys like uh, Tommy V, um, because, you know, there's less of that, you know, clogged lane, essentially. Um, and some of the scoring rotations will open up a lot easier. It'll be a lot easier to score once they respect his his three-point shot. Uh, but, yeah, man, he's been playing lights out. And mm-hmm. good. He's, he's probably the hardest... He's probably got the most heart ledge out of anyone in that team, man. He goes hard, win, lose, down 20. He's still going pretty hard. Tommy V's got a lot of heart ledge as well. Yeah, Tommy um, V's got heart. Tommy V, just, 48% from three at the moment, and Craig Moller, 46% from three, and DJ, 42% from three. Man, that's some good shit. To shooting. go from Craig Moller, I think he was at 18% or something, just lethal the start of the season. Absolutely poisonous at the start of the season, him shooting threes. And, yeah, for him to advance to that kind of level, like, it's great, great to see. Uh, such a good dude too. Um, the last thing I wanted to say, DJ, uh, DJ Diddy in this game, he didn't like it was a good game. He played really well. Um, didn't quite get the um, the recognition it deserved. I thought whilst he didn't score the ball, like we've just gone through the footage, whilst he wasn't scoring the ball, he was initiating a lot. He's doing a lot of more handling the ball, and I think that's really important. He kind of needs to take the ball now and just go get out of my way. I'm gonna I'm gonna make some plays, and it might be good sometimes. It might be bad, but I think. In this Perth game, he was doing a lot of like breaking the first press, and then it's like, oh, I can play make left and right here. Something that DJ doesn't really have in his locker, I don't think. But at the same time, it's something I think DJ eventually will be able to do. Break that first, like if he's on ball, he'll break that first kind of blitz, and then be able to play make. Sean Bruce kind of did that for us a little bit last season. He's kind of it's kind of been on ice a little bit this season. But yeah, I thought Diddy played really well and deserved a little bit of praise too for his ability to kind of get our offense going, which was really good. Uh, yeah, three, two, one. Uh, just there's another comment here. Uh, sorry, I'll just read this out really quickly. Danielle Shaw replying to Paul. It's not only about Paul, uh, Perth or Perth at home. Ford mentioned incidents against Southeast Melbourne and the Hawks as well. Just happens that the last two games were about uh, against Perth, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, the fifty fifty calls going on reputation was a massive thing that we, yeah we were talking about as well. So thanks for that comment too, Danielle uh yeah shout out to people giving us comments that's pretty cool like hopefully keep that going let's act like we've been here before yep um and let's go into three two one uh casper casper definitely yep jarell martin and i'm gonna go diddy diddy had a good yeah uh did i put it diddy or lizana diddy and i will also go where martin diddy Craig Moller also ran unlucky not to get a uh, an also mention there. Yep. And uh, sorry, I've been neglecting the three to one fan MVPs. I don't think I put one out for um, Perth or for Brisbane, so I'll I'll try try and keep that going because the, the, we've been getting a lot of people participating in that, and that's pretty good too. So 
Let's quickly move to this per, uh, this Brisbane game, rather. It was uh, Nathan, Nathan Sobery. Uh, so Sobery, a very sober Sobey. Very sober. Uh, Nathan Sobey featuring a disappointing Seaboard. <laughs> featuring, it was, I think it was like four bigs and Nathan Sobey and Tamari Wigness, and it was just terrible. We've got, we got a lot of Tamari Wigness. I like Wigness. I think he's going to be good. Like, he's going to have to develop physically a little bit. He's a little bit small, but... Bit small. His shot mechanic is a bit mm. Joe Ingles and not, but he's only like six foot. It's weird. I think he uh, might be smaller than six foot, actually. Yeah, he's tiny well, compared to everyone else on the. Pitch. He's so quick and he's so like gets into spaces and stuff. So he can develop if he can develop that as a small smaller guard. I think he could possibly yeah, even make some. Um, look, Sobey's having a killer year, but that that game was this was over. Third quarter, it was kind of getting away from him. There's only so much Sobey can do on his own. A lot of injuries, no Vic Law, no Lamar Patterson. Um, oh, man, that boosted their chances in that game, no Lamar Patterson. Yeah, that's probably true. No Vic Law <laughs> didn't, though. That's, um, but, that's, yeah, yeah, losing Vic Law because he, he's been really important to them and no Drimmich as well. No no, no flaming Drimmich. Um, look. Sobey played all 40 minutes of that game. Yeah, man. Holy moly, 31 points, 9 of 21. And it's just like, like a three-piece and soda, and then you take an L. Thanks, mate. It's like why? I think you. What did you have? Thirty-six against us in the last game. Yeah. It's like, sorry, mate, we ran up one twenty on you. Have fun. I, f- I feel bad. No, he, look, he's he, he, has got to be in, in the in the talk for MVP, man. He's he's been he's been phenomenal. I mean, I we you know we we don't rate him as a player, but he's had a phenomenal season. He's definitely got a faster shot mechanic. He's hitting the three ball. Uh, but this game was just too easy um, because of, of injuries and, and lack of scoring options from Brisbane. We played pretty terrible for the first half, but then uh, Craig Moller just sinking four or five from beyond. Biggest night, 20 points. Very mm. high. My man for, for the three points. Yeah. Um, and, he, yeah, it was just good. DJ came back, got into double-digit scoring. Um, and Jarrell, you know, had a great game. It was, yeah, it was kind of one of those games where I never really got into it because I just knew, yeah, Sydney's going to win this. It's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like when we play the the, um, the Breakers. It's just like you never really like, yeah, you're just like. Yeah, getting pumped oh, up right. for it. Yeah, just like, yeah, okay, yep, sweet. Oh, yep, all right, three minutes left. Oh, they're 20 up. All right, so you have a good night. So I only, I only listened to the first half because I was doing other stuff and I had to um, just listen to it. And just the perplexing nature of the commentary was still like, I can't believe Sydney. This, this is a horrible performance from Sydney. I can't believe you know it's a two point game. Like you know Brisbane are up two points at the half. Like this is this is crazy. And I think Sobey had what did he have like twenty in the first half or something like that. Something crazy yeah, like that. I don't think he scored in the in the third quarter at all. And that was <laughs> that, that's the death knell um, for that team. And then you know I think I watched a little bit of the second second half as well. And it just wasn't a game where you were like. You know what? I have to just be in the pulse of this game. You know, I was always just like, "Oh, Vic Law's out and Drimmage is out." You know, we probably should be beating this team. Otherwise, I'm going to get really annoyed at, that we've lost this game. You know? Yeah, that was that was uh, that was my feelings too. Yeah, no, I watched it. It was good. Um, just good to get the win after a couple of losses. Mm. Keep us keep us in the hunt. Um, and over Brisbane too, which is one of the teams that's kind of around our position. It's good to get you know, more wins over them, hand them some losses to push them down the table a little bit further. Uh, looking at individual performances here, yeah, Craig Moller, 17 minutes, 20 points, 8 of 12, 4 of 7 from 2, 4 of 5 from 3. Wow. Uh, 3 assists, 5 rebounds, 2 blocks, a turnover, uh, and, yeah, plus 4 on the night. Top quality stuff. Tommy V off the bench, 
Seven seven points, one of two from three. Pretty solid stuff. Uh, what else have we got? DJ, of, 13 points, sorry. Got a couple of good, I think a couple of good back down buckets did old Tommy V. Yeah, it was one back down over the shoulder and then a nice three in the corner that was all, all yeah. cotton. Uh, DJ, 13 points, five of 11. Uh, Jarrell, again, seven of 15, 16 points. And then Casper Ware, three of nine, and then one of five from three. I'm liking this year where Casper doesn't just barge his way to the front and just like, everyone stop scoring. I'm the one who's going to score. Like he mm. kind of just goes, you know what, whatever. I'll chill. I played 37 minutes in the last game. You know, you guys you guys just fight it out and do the get the win for us. I kind of like that this season. And it'll be important if we get down to the business end of the tournament. You know, we're obviously going to be looking at a bottom half of the playoffs seeding and scrapping for try and get to the finals. But I like that. At least he can kind of, you know, take a step back and let the other guys fight it out. It's good. Uh, let's do three, two, one. Yeah, not much more to say on that game, I don't think. What do you reckon? No, I'm going to give it Moller. Uh, let me get over here. Moller. Moller, I think that's his first three of the season. Moller. Um... Jarrell. Yeah, I'm going to go Moller, Jarrell, DJ. Yeah, same as me. Same with me. Uh, put that in. That's all locked in. And yeah, we're going to do a uh, half season review very soon. And I think that'll be important for, you know, what's just happening with the team, what's happening in general, you know, the injuries, the roster, roster issues, et cetera, et cetera, stuff like that that's happening uh should we go quickly to tipping and then talk the next round sure all right we'll just go to tipping really quickly uh i don't think there's been any changes have you heard of any changes in the last few days no, no? it's no locked COVID, in so it's all, all locked that in. was uh i think yeah your first l bullock stradamus yeah yeah man I was, I was surprised well done well done to tracking and tracing yeah nice work brisbane brisbane will get to go home and play some games at home and lose um all right let's go taipans at home to the 36ers tough one man Types, you're on back on the types train. I went 36ers. Tough, tough loss, man. That loss against United was a tough one. They played quite well. Um, Kings are at home to Southeast Melbourne. Kings. That's. I think that's going to be a tough game. Four, three, and four. Um, The Southeast Melbourne have been pretty good form as well. I feel like we we'll talk about that. We'll talk about it. Um, New Zealand Breakers at home to Brisbane, but they're in Melbourne. I'll breakers. Breakers. Ooh. NZB. Ooh. I've got Brisbane here. Under man. What's I might have to check uh Drimich's injury status. Drimich injury status. <laughs> Zero search returns. Who is Anthony Drimich? Nothing. <laughs> um, I think I'll go Brisbane. Just cause Sobi might run up a nice uh Oh no, they beat them the other day. Ooh. Ooh, no, nah, I'm gonna go to New Zealand as well. This is gonna hurt if they if they lose. Uh, Perth at home to Illawarra. I'm gonna get the Hawks. Ooh, that'll be Perth's first loss in a while. Um, I went Perth. I'm pretty happy with Perth to win that. Southeast Melbourne at home to Adelaide. Southeast Melbourne. Uh, I also went Southeast Melbourne. Kings at home to the Taipans. Kings. Uh, we should dispose of them pretty handily. Melbourne at home to the Hawks. I'm going to go the Hawks. Hawks. You're on the Hawks train. Double 
double wins for the Hawks. That's not good for us if they're winning two games uh, in this game week. Uh, I went with Melbourne and then Perth at home to the Breakers. Perth. Yeah. Pensered that in before you even finished your sentence. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, so that that is tipping. So let's let's talk about the southeast that's southeast Melbourne team because <laughs> they have been pretty good. But at the same time, you're just like, whoa, they're in fourth. Like, what the hell? I didn't even realize they were playing that well. Yeah, man, broke off had a breakout game. Yeah, um, finally did something. Him. They busted him out of the hangar, and yeah. you know it was like, whoa, Spitfire, look out! He's out of his quarantine basketball. Mm. Um, yeah, man. If he can fire, that is the best six man you can ever hope for in this league. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Even uh, no, he didn't start. I don't think. Yeah, I think he'd be a mad six man just coming off the bench. Still, dudes leaving him open, and you're just like, no. What are you what doing? Are you doing? <laughs> do you not? Do you not watch the off, NBA? Man. What the hell? It's broke off. What are you doing? So I'll be interested to see us if we because we're quite. Um, we're quite good at just oops, left that guy open. Sorry, boys. Like we've been yeah. doing that a little bit this year. So I'm wondering if um, six seven as well. He's, he's long, which I don't really know if we have a defender besides DD that could probably keep up with him on the perimeter. Because yep. you, you can't really put DJ or Casper on him. Um, I think DJ as a body might you know keep pace with him, but he's definitely not going to contest shots. Yeah, you could, you're probably going to have to put DD or Moller. Um, I don't think. Jerome well, I don't know if Moller has the pace. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think this this Southeast Melbourne team is a little, little lot better than last year too. Yep. Um, Mitch Creek's been eh, okay, not you know fantastic, Other but it's not the um, sorry. Other things on his mind. Yeah. Oh, I was hoping you didn't. We weren't going to um, <laughs> elaborate and go into that, but um, the the team isn't just just is Mitch. Mitch, you got 40 minutes in you, mate. Can you just take every shot? Like, it's not that team anymore. And Kyle Adam, man, it's been really good as well. I like Wild Kyle. He's one of my uh, one of my favorites. He's a fantastic scorer, but he's an absolute sausage on defense. He's atrocious on defense. It's atrocious. That's very true. Um, which, which is kind of a way we've exploited them a little bit in the last few yeah. games. You know, Casper can kind of get by him. Casper is um, kind of underratedly nuggety. You know, yeah, I mean, he's kind of underratedly strong, and I've noticed he's been using his body a lot more this season um, to bump dudes, you know, get to the basket, stuff like that. So hopefully he can do that. Who's their starting point guard? Keeper Sykes. Sykes, that's right. I think, yeah, he's injured, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, I think he is. He's only played 11 games this season. Um, I'm pretty sure, yeah, he's still injured. Um, and it's basically, yeah, been Adnam. Uh, let me just go to their last game and have a look. And I watched that game too against the Breakers. That go to overtime? Nah, they they did play a game against um, the Breakers that went to overtime. Uh, their starting lineup was Adnam, Glidden, Tarangi, Vetzel, and Moore. Ben Moore. Wow, Ben Moore? No. Yeah, it is Ben Moore. Um, Adam Gibson broke off and Creek. Creek came off the bench against the Breakers. I guess it's the Breakers. It's his, his return too. Tough game, man. Tough game. We, we, I think we want to win this game just for the, um, you know, to get the wood on them. They they twelve and eight, so it's not going to make any difference to the standings. But we've got sixteen games left. We've got to start racking up wins here. Yeah, got to go on really? a run. Mm, we've got to have a decent run down the stretch. Um, it's not going to get any easier at this point as well. What's going on? Why? Why is it saying we're playing Perth? Are we playing Perth? Have I messed this up? Have you? No, we'll take that offline if we have to. I swear. 
round 14. Anyway, we'll, we'll work that out. Um, we could just be doing a whole, a whole spiel on Southeast Melbourne and the types totally prematurely. Um, but are we playing Perth? Are we playing Perth on a Thursday, are we? Yeah, maybe I messed that up. Sorry, sorry, people at home watching this and having to listen to me going, oh, man, sorry, I completely oh, stopped this it, up. Is it, is it Perth, then Southeast Melbourne, and then Types? Yeah, maybe they jammed a game in there that I didn't see. So I'm jumping between browsers here. Got to uh, get to the fixtures. Get to the fixtures. Uh, round 14. I went off the uh, picture in the, um, in the thing. So Hawks, Bullets. Yeah, no, nah, this is all over the place. Kings, Kings, Wildcats, Hawks, Southeast Melbourne. Wow, this is completely no round thirteen. Yeah, okay, so I'm around early. That's why. That's <laughs> We're gonna next go round. back and do our tipping then. Yeah, all right. We'll 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 just do a quick turbo tips later. Um. Well, we already know we've we spoke enough about Perth. We know exactly what to do to beat them. So there's yeah. That. Um. And who? What's the second game this week? The second game this week is against Southeast Melbourne. Okay, so we've, we've spoken about that as well. Yeah. That's going to be hard coming off the back-to-back, though. I know. Really That's at home. Man, hopefully get some home cooking against Perth. Perfect yeah. time to drop this video then. Sweet. Right before yeah. that game starts. Yep. Yeah, we, we can all get people to see what, uh, what's actually going on. Mm, I'll have to get my editing socks on tomorrow and then kind of cut that thing up. Uh, and yeah, I think that's about it really. Um, apart from me stuffing up those tips, sorry about that. We'll look, uh, we'll address that. <laughs> um, but it was good to get some fan interaction. Uh, and also, yeah, make sure you keep your eye out for that video that's coming. Hopefully I'm going to try and drop it maybe Thursday morning, pump, pump everyone up for the game. Uh, definitely be something to kind of watch of, uh, not only just, you know, refereeing, but also I think there was some, uh, takeaways of how you can kind of get at Perth and, you know, put them off their game. They are flying right now. So getting a win against them at home will be pretty important for us to then kind of back up against Southeast Melbourne. I think that would put us level with them on wins if we were to do that and beat the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. So hopefully we can do that. And yeah, we'll, um, we'll fix up the tips. Sorry about that. You just, you can just fast forward through that or you, you already fast forwarded through, you already threw it now anyway. So sorry, you had to listen to that. Uh, and I guess, yeah, as always, you can find us on Facebook. We do these live on Facebook. We are on YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and Spotify as well if you want to listen to us in audio form. And we will see you guys next time. On the King's Dime.